Canto 4 Antipurgatory The First Ledge Those Who Neglected Repentance Until Death Whenever by delight or else by pain that seizes any faculty of ours, wholly to that soul collects itself, it seemeth that no other power it heeds, and this against that error is which thinks one soul above another kindles in us. And hence whenever aught is heard or seen which keeps the soul intently bent upon it, time passes on and we perceive it not, because one faculty is that which listens, and other that which the soul keeps entire. This is as if in bonds, and that is free. Of this I had experience positive in hearing and in gazing at that spirit, for fifty full degrees uprisen was the sun, and I had not perceived it, when we came to where those souls with one accord cried out unto us, Here is what you ask. A greater opening oft-times hedges up with but a little forkful of his thorns the villager what time the grape and browns, then was the passageway through which ascended only my leader and myself behind him, after that company departed from us. One climbs San Leo and descends in Noli, and mounts the summit of Bismantova with feet alone, but here one needs must fly, with the swift pinions and the plumes I say of great desire, conducted after him who gave me hope and made a light for me. We mounted upward through the rifted rock, and on each side the border pressed upon us, and feet and hands the ground beneath required. When we were come upon the upper rim of the high bank out on the open slope, My master, said I, what way shall we take? And he to me, No step of thine descend, still up the mount behind me win thy way, till some sage escort shall appear to us. The summit was so high at vanquished sight, and the hillside precipitous far more than line from middle quadrant to the center. Spent with fatigue was I when I began, O oh, my sweet father, turn thee and behold how I remain alone unless thou stay. O oh, son, he said, up yonder drag thyself, pointing me to a terrace somewhat higher which on that side encircles all the hill. These words of his so spurred me on that I strained every nerve behind him scrambling up until the circle was beneath my feet. Thereon ourselves we seated both of us turned to the east from which we had ascended, for all men are delighted to look back. To the low shores mine eyes I first directed, then to the sun uplifted them, and wondered that on the left hand we were smitten by it. The poet well perceived that I was wholly bewildered at the chariot of the light where twixt us and the aquilon had entered. Whereon he said to me, If Castor and Pollux were in the company of yonder mirror, that up and down conducteth with its light, thou wouldst behold the zodiac's jagged wheel, revolving still more near unto the bears unless it swerved aside from its old track. How that may be which thou have power to think, collected in thyself, imagine Zion together with this mount on earth to stand, so that they both one sole horizon have, and hemispheres diverse, whereby the road which Phaeton, alas, knew not to drive, thou'lt see how of necessity must pass this on one side, when that upon the other, if thine intelligence right clearly heed. Truly, my master, said I, never yet saw I so clearly as I now discern, there where my wit appeared incompetent, that the mid-circle of supernal motion, which in some art is the equator called, and I remains between the sun and winter, for reason which thou sayest, departeth hence, towards the septentrion, what time the Hebrews beheld it towards the region of the heat. But if it pleaseth thee, I fain would learn how far we have to go, for the hill rises higher than eyes of mine have power to rise. And he to me, this mount is such that ever at the beginning down below tis tiresome, and I the more one climbs, the less it hurts. Therefore, when it shall seem so pleasant to thee, that going up shall be to thee as easy as going down the current in a boat, then at this pathway's ending thou wilt be, there to propose thy panting breath expect. No more I answer, and this I know for true. And as he finished uttering these words, a voice close by us sounded, Peradventure thou wilt have need of sitting down ere that. At sound thereof each one of us turned round, and saw upon the left hand a great rock, which neither I nor he before had noticed. 
Thither we drew, and there were persons there who in the shadow stood behind the rock as one through indolence is wont to stand. And one of them, who seemed to me fatigued, was sitting down, and both his knees embraced, holding his face low down between them bowed. O my sweet lord, I said, do turn thine eye on him who shows himself more negligent than even sloth herself his sister were. Then he turned round to us, and he gave heed, just lifting up his eyes above his thigh, and said, Now go thou up, for thou art valiant. Then knew I who he was, and the distress that still a little did my breathing quicken, my going to him hindered not. And after I came to him he hardly raised his head, saying, Hast thou seen clearly how the sun o'er thy left shoulder drives his chariot? His sluggish attitude and his curt words a little unto laughter moved my lips. Then I began, Belacqua, I grieve not for thee henceforth, but tell me, wherefore seated in this place art thou? Waitest thou an escort, or has thy usual habit seized upon thee? And he, O brother, what's the use of climbing, since to my torment would not let me go the angel of God who sitteth at the gate? First heaven must needs so long revolve me round outside thereof, as in my life it did, since the good size I to the end postponed. Unless, ere that, some prayer may bring me aid which rises from a heart that lives in grace, what profit others that in heaven are heard not? Meanwhile the poet was before me mounting and saying, Come now, see the sun has touched meridian, and from the shore the night covers already with her foot Morocco. Canto V The Second Ledge The Negligent Who Died by Violence I had already from those shades departed and followed in the footsteps of my guide, when from behind, pointing his finger at me, one shouted, See, it seems as if shone not the sunshine on the left of him below, and like one living seems he to conduct him. Mine eyes I turned at utterance of these words, and saw them watching with astonishment but me, but me in the light which was broken. Why doth thy mind so occupy itself, the master said, that thou thy pace dost slacken? What matters it to thee what here is whispered? Come after me and let the people talk. Stand like a steadfast tower that never wags its top for all the blowing of the winds. For evermore the man in whom is springing thought upon thought removes from him the mark, because the force of one the other weakens. What could I say in answer but, I come. I said it somewhat with that color tinged which makes a man of pardon sometimes worthy. Meanwhile along the mountainside across came people in advance of us a little, singing the miserere verse by verse. When they became aware I gave no place for passage of the sunshine through my body, they changed their song into a long hoarse, Oh! And two of them, in form of messengers, ran forth to meet us, and demanded of us, Of your condition make us cognizant. And said my master, Ye can go your way and carry back again to those who sent you that this one's body is of very flesh. If they stood still because they saw his shadow, as I suppose enough is answered them, him let them honor, it may profit them. Vapors enkindled saw I ne'er so swiftly at early nightfall cleave the air serene, nor at the set of sun the clouds of August, but upward they returned in briefer time, and on arriving with the others wheeled towards us like troops that run without a rain. This folk that presses unto us is great, and cometh to implore thee, said the poet, so still go onward, and in going listen. O soul that goest to beatitude with the same members wherewith thou wast born, shouting they came, a little stay thy steps. Look, if thou e'er hast any of us seen, so that o'er yonder thou bear news of him. Ah, uh, why dost thou go on? Ah, uh, why not stay? Long since we all were slain by violence, and sinners even to the latest hour. Then did a light from heaven admonish us, so that both penitent and pardoning, forth from life we issued reconciled to God, who with desire to see him stirs our hearts. And I, although I gaze into your faces, no one I recognize, 
But if may please you aught I have power to do, ye well-born spirits, speak ye, and I will do it, by that peace which, following the feet of such a guide, from world to world makes itself sought by me. And one began, Each one has confidence in thy good offices without an oath, unless the eye cannot cut off the eye will. Whence I, who speak alone before the others, pray thee, if ever thou dost see the land that twixt Romagna lies and that of Charles, thou be so courteous to me of thy prayers in Fano, that they pray for me devoutly, that I may purge away my grave offenses. From thence was I, but the deep wounds through which issued the blood wherein I had my seat were dealt me in bosom of the Antenori. There where I thought to be the most secure, t'was he of Este had it done, who held me in hatred far beyond what justice willed. But if towards the Mira I had fled, when I was overtaken at Oriaco, I still should be o'er yonder where men breathe. I ran to the lagoon, and reeds and mire did so entangle me I fell, and saw there a lake made from my veins upon the ground. Then said another, Ah, be that desire fulfilled that draws thee to the lofty mountain, as thou with pious pity aidest mine. I was of Montefeltro, and am Blanconte. Giovanna, nor none other, cares for me. Hence among these I go with downcast front. And I to him, what violence or what chance led thee astray so far from Campaldino that never has thy sepulchre been known? Oh, he replied, at Constantino's foot a river crosses named Archiano, born above the hermitage in Apennine. There where the name thereof becometh void did I arrive, pierced through and through the throat, fleeing on foot and bloodying the plain. There my sight lost I, and my utterance ceased in the name of Mary, and thereat I fell, and tenantless my flesh remained. Truth will I speak, repeat it to the living. God's angel took me up, and he of hell shouted, O thou from heaven, why dost thou rob me? Thou bearest away the eternal part of him, for one poor little tear that takes him from me. But with the rest I'll deal in other fashion. Well knowest thou how in the air is gathered that humid vapor which to water turns soon as it rises where the cold doth grasp it. He joined that evil will which I seeks evil to intellect, and moved the mist and wind by means of power which his own nature gave. Thereafter, when the day was spent, the valley from Pratomagno to the great yoke covered with fog, and made the heaven above intent, so that the pregnant air to water changed, down fell the rain, and to the gullies came whate'er of it the earth tolerated not. And as it mingled with the mighty torrents, towards the royal river with such speed it headlong rushed that nothing held it back. My frozen body near unto its outlet the robust Archean found, and into Arno thrust it, and loosened from my breast the cross I made of me when agony o'ercame me. It rolled me on the banks and on the bottom, then with its booty covered and begirt me. Ah, when thou hast returned unto the world, and rested thee from thy long journeying, after the second followed the third spirit, do thou remember me, who am the Pia. Siena made me, unmade me Marema, he knoweth it, who had encircled first, espousing me, my finger with his gem. Canto six, The Negligent Who Died By Violence an address to Italy and Florence. When air is broken up the game of Zara, he who has lost remains behind despondent, the throes repeating, and in sadness learns. The people with the other all depart. One goes in front, and one behind doth pluck, and at his side one brings himself to mind. He pauses not, and this and that one hears. They crowd no more to whom his hand he stretches, and from the throng he thus defends himself. Even such was I in that dense multitude, turning to them this way and that my face, and, promising, I freed myself therefrom. There was the Aretine, who from the arms untamed of Ginditaco had his death, and he who fleeing from pursuit was drowned. There was imploring with his hands outstretched Frederick Novello, and that one of Pisa, who made the good Marzucco seem so strong. I saw Count Orso, and the soul divided by hatred and by envy from its body, as it declared, and not for crime committed, Pierre de la Brosse, I say, 
and here provide while still on earth the Lady of Brabant, so that for this she be of no worse flock. As soon as I was freed from all those shades who only prayed that someone else may pray so as to hasten their becoming holy, began I, it appears that thou deniest, O light of mine, expressly in some text, that Orison can bend decree of heaven, and ne'ertheless these people pray for this. Might then their expectation bootless be, or is to me thy saying not quite clear? And he to me, My writing is explicit, and not fallacious is the hope of these, if with sane intellect tis well regarded, for top of judgment doth not veil itself, because the fire of love fulfills at once what he must satisfy who here installs him. And there, where I affirm that proposition, defect was not amended by a prayer, because the prayer from God was separate. Verily, in so deep a questioning do not decide, unless she telleth thee, who light twixt truth and intellect shall be. I know not if thou understand, I speak of Beatrice. Her shalt thou see above, smiling and happy on this mountain's top. And I, Good leader, let us make more haste, for I no longer tire me as before, and see e'en now the hill a shadow casts. We will go forward with this day, he answered, as far as now is possible for us. But otherwise the fact is, than thou thinkest. Ere thou art up there, thou shalt see return him who now hides himself behind the hill, so that thou dost not interrupt his rays. But yonder there behold, a soul that stationed all, all alone is looking hitherward. It will point out to us the quickest way. We came up unto it. O Lombard soul, how lofty and disdainful thou didst bear thee, and grand and slow in moving of thine eyes. Nothing whatever did it say to us, but let us go our way, eyeing us only after the manner of a couchant lion. Still near to it Virgilius drew, entreating that it would point us out the best ascent, and it replied not unto his demand, but of our native land and of our life it questioned us, and the sweet guide began, Mantua, and the shade, all in itself recluse, rose towards him from the place where first it was, saying, O Mantuan, I am Sordello, of thine own land, and one embraced the other. Ah, servile Italy, grief's hostile tree, a ship without a pilot in great tempest, no lady thou of provinces but brothel, that noble soul was so impatient only at the sweet sound of his own native land to make its citizen glad welcome there. And now within thee are not without war thy living ones, and one doth gnaw the other of those whom one wall and one foss shut in. Search, wretched one, all around about the shores thy seaboard, and then look within thy bosom, if any part of thee enjoyeth peace. What boots it that for thee Justinian the bridal mend, if empty be the saddle? Withouten this the shame would be the less. Ah, people, thou that oughtest to be devout, and to let Caesar sit upon the saddle, if well thou hearest what God teacheth thee, behold how fell this wild beast has become, being no longer by the spur corrected, since thou hast laid thy hand upon the bridle. O German Albert, who abandonest her that has grown recalcitrant and savage, and oughtest to bestride her saddle bow, may a just judgment from the stars down fall upon thy blood, and be it new and open, that thy successor may have fear thereof. Because thy father and thyself have suffered, by greed, of those transalpine lands distrained, the garden of the empire to be waste. Come and behold Montecchi and Capaletti, Monaldi and Filippeschi, careless man, those sad already and these doubt depressed. Come, cruel one, come and behold the oppression of thy nobility and cure their wounds, and thou shalt see how safe is Santa Fiore. Come and behold thy Rome that is lamenting, widowed alone, and day and night exclaims, My Caesar, why hast thou forsaken me? Come and behold how loving are the people, and if for us no pity moveth thee, come and be made ashamed of thy renown. And if it lawful be, O Jove supreme, who upon earth for us wast crucified, are thy just eyes averted otherwhere? Or preparation is it, that in the abyss of thine own counsel for some good thou makest from our perception utterly cut off? For all the towns of Italy are full of tyrants, and becometh a Marcellus each peasant churl who plays the partisan. My Florence, well mayst thou contented be with this digression which concerns thee not, thanks to thy people who such forethought take. 
Many at heart have justice, but shoot slowly, that unadvised they come not to the bow, but on their very lips thy people have it. Many refuse to bear the common burden, but thy solicitous people answereth without being asked, and crieth, I submit. Now be thou joyful, for thou hast good reason, thou affluent, thou in peace, thou full of wisdom. If I speak true, the event conceals it not. Athens and Lacedaemon, they who made the ancient laws, and were so civilized, made towards living well a little sign compared with thee who makest such fine-spun provisions that to middle of November reaches not what thou in October spinnest. How oft within the time of thy remembrance, laws, money, offices, and usages, hast thou remodeled and renewed thy members? And if thou mind thee well and see the light, thou shalt behold thyself like a sick woman who cannot find repose upon her down, but by her tossing wardeth off her pain.